The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen now. I asked uh, my dad what he wanted for his birthday, and he said a pizza party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it's like, so, so now we're going to Chuck E. Cheese's, and... Uh... <laughs> of course, that's where my mind goes, but he's thinking, you know, he wants to go to uh, his fancy pizza place. Oh. Pizza is very good. <laughs> but it would be awesome to just go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> it's like, just call him up and say, hey, can we bring our own pizza to Chuck E. Cheese? Welcome to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the track from the 2003 fan club, I Believe in Miracles, a Ramones cover, with guest, first time guest, and one of probably the oldest friend I have in my life, one Mr. John Martino. Hello, John. Hey, Brandon. Thank you for <laughs> uh, inviting me over. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no awesome. problem. Yeah, this is this is the only this is the first and only time I've I th- wait no I talked to Molly once. Well, this this is your wife. You talked to her one time. Well, I mean for the podcast, I I oh I did an Good episode save. with her because I <laughs> because I, I I I couldn't find a guest mainly oh. for that song. So I just, wait, hold on, you maybe you should say that she was your number one choice. Is she well, gonna hear this? That's probably not. Oh. oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's the kind of support I'm dealing with. Uh, I tell you, wives, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but this is hey, we're, this is this is uh, uh, I don't know. It's kind of strange talking to actually talking to somebody and not just looking at a blank computer screen with the little squiggles for the other person talking. It's nice to nice to have you over here. Yeah, I mean, we you know. We used to talk all the time on a weekly basis for hours. Yeah. It, maybe for me, it's weird to talk to you so much without a Denny's table separating us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or outside of a, a 7-Eleven drinking a big oh. gulps of Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. Ah, yes. But we can't talk about any of that yet because i have a format a strict rigid format and so i have to ask first john when did you first hear of pearl jam i first heard of pearl jam from our friend chris i think at the end of sixth grade beginning of seventh grade mm-hmm. so 12 13 years old and then later on at a certain point you know i heard maybe jeremy on the radio but I remember I heard of them before I actually heard of their music. Yes, and and you're not really a a, a Pearl Jam aficionado, correct? No, I would say I'm not an aficionado. I, it took me a while to appreciate Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think I really liked Pearl Jam <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember 
a, a, I don't know if it was a late night or just kind of like an afternoon or something like that, like in the den of my house. And we were talking about like, what is the definition of like alternative? Because this is alternative music and I'm listening to Pearl Jam and you're listening to Guns N' Roses. Right. And sort of like, it's like, what is even this alternative music? What's an alternative to? Come on, man. It's like, no, it's really, it's, oh, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's deep, man. It's, it's all this stuff. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was definitely more, well, way more into like hair rock and <laughs> hair metal and, mm-hmm. and metal metal and hard rock. So, yeah, because the first concert I ever went to, I don't know if it was your first concert, but I went with you. It was either Guns N' Roses or it was Aerosmith. We saw Guns N' Roses our eighth grade year. I think it was Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. I think Aerosmith came to Reno later than that. Have, oh, these are my tickets. Let me see. You still have the tickets? I got the tickets, man. Oh, I man. have to have my tickets, and they have to be within reach because I talk about how many times I've seen Pearl Jam and when I've seen him and stuff. <laughs> so first, first concert was Guns N' Roses, 1993, April 4th, 1993. For right. The uh, for the Wikipedia page, if anybody wants to, I don't fucking know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and was it was that your first concert too? No, no? um, this is em- well, I don't think it's embarrassing. My first concert was MC Hammer. Oh, okay. Now, what's embarrassing is my second concert was also MC Hammer, <laughs> he came twice, <laughs> I was there both times. You're gonna say like the the like the one time New Kids on the Block came to town or something like that, like back I, in fifth or sixth grade or something like that. I remember them. I didn't see that one. I missed New Kids on the Block. But you made sure to go to MC Hammer. <laughs> Double sure. <laughs> <laughs> that when we went to go see um, Guns N' Roses, I you remember like the first band came out. It was uh, Brian May from Queen. Oh, and was then, it? Oh shit! I don't even remember that. Yeah, no. It, so in, like, I didn't even care. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't know who that was. Yeah. And then what was it? Would you say like three hours we waited? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then Guns N' Roses comes out. Um, I remember being blown away by it. To get to the point, though, when we finally got home the next day, my mom said, "The only reason you went to this concert." It's because you were the firstborn, and sometimes we make mistakes as parents. <laughs> so we were like 14 and got home at like, uh-huh. what, four in the morning? On a yeah. school night. Well, yeah. I remember it was a school night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and so, so you have, uh, you have twins, yeah. And so does that mean one of them's going to get to make a mistake and the other one won't? No, you, you know, Chen, it's like, ah, well, you're the boy, so you get to do the dumb stuff and you're the girl, so you got to, uh, you know, be respectable because, you know, we know about this fucking dunce over here or are you gonna, <laughs> or are they both going to make mistakes at the same time and <laughs> it's just going to be a wash? Um, well, I feel like just kind of like the way it's naturally gone... Um, Henry's definitely more prone to the mistakes. Mm-hmm. 
But he has a lot of glory, too. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) first to bust out of his crib, first Mm -hmm. to... He's actually the first to walk, where five minutes before he was walking, I'm like, he can't walk. And he, like, uh, walked by falling over and just catching himself. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon he was walking around. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so... So I think I could just let nature take its course and <laughs> let Her- Henry be the cautionary tale for <laughs> let them let them sort of uh, uh, gauge for themselves, like sort of like ah, do I really want to do that? What 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 uh, he or she's doing? Uh, uh, I don't know. That's kind of or or are they gonna? Are you going to try to pit them against each other, or do you think they're going to form a, a team to pull, to, 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 to hornswoggle? Is this, you are you, is this a quiz? Is there a right answer or a wrong answer oh, no, to no. pitting them against each other? Is that the, the latest parenting advice? Well, no, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how you grew up, right? I mean, <laughs> in a cage match. Yeah. You, you and your siblings are, it was on. <laughs> <laughs> a free for all i i feel like in general we grew up and it was more a free for all kind of situation mm-hmm. i don't know what do you think well i don't know I, I don't know i just have one kid but i mean like well no but you, you're part of a family you had siblings oh oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like we were a, we were pretty much a free for all except when we were all going to get in trouble and then that's when we had to band together. You teamed up. Yeah, we didn't have. We, that's when we formed Voltron. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really start out doing any teamwork stuff. If you know, if it was for anybody's benefit, but it was only for covering asses. Right is when uh, is when we'd we'd uh, come to a detente. Oh, I okay. Well, I'd say you guys were probably a little bit even that was a little more advanced because. Well, and it uh, wasn't probably until, you know. Yeah, probably not until I was in high school (laughs) at that point, (laughs) because then it's kind of like, okay, wait, we'll blame we'll blame the the youngest one. Okay, see, this is familiar. Like, yeah. someone was getting blamed. Someone's getting set up. Yeah, but then you do enough of those, and then it's kind of like, we're just going to punish all of you instead of, you know, that. And then it's kind of like, okay, we have to learn a lesson here. <laughs> and our lesson is... is <laughs> not to not deviance. do bad stuff. It's to <laughs> cover each other's asses. <laughs> if we work together, we can still do all the bad things we were doing. Yes. We'll be, be above the law. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, did you, did um, did you ever hear the Ninja Turtle story? Did we ever? No, tell you that? I don't think so. That's, so, one Christmas, um, like what we wanted for Christmas was uh, Ninja Turtles, and so we all asked for Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. And so our parents, and they also then used to have some of our christmas presents out uh-huh. um before you know christmas day and everything like that there'd be a couple here and there 
And then, you know, when you wake up on Christmas, then you put the rest of them out and everything. I'm going to ask a question. Yeah. This, all right. So did you ask for specific Ninja Turtles or you guys just each wanted a Ninja Turtle? I think we we each wanted certain specific ones. And so we kind of each asked for... Who got left out? Was it Raphael? He's a nothing. No, I was I was Raphael guy. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, Donatello is the... Uh, <laughs> is the engineer? The... <laughs> yeah, nobody cares about that guy. You, want the, you either want the leader guy because he's got fucking swords. You want Raphael because he's like the brooding kind of... It's like, oh, I'm a bad boy guy. Or Michelangelo because he's the fucking, you know, the party dude. dude. Yeah, Donatello, he's the nerd. Nobody likes Donatello. But Donatello was wait no oh wait no 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 yeah yeah because Brian Brian liked uh, Leonardo Ben liked uh, Michelangelo so I was a Raphael guy okay the yeah. brooding guy yeah man no oh, all right <laughs> right I mean you know me <laughs> I'm putting it together yeah I get it <laughs> but it, it, you know Ben the party guy I mean that's what <laughs> That's to a T as well. Yeah, yeah. Now I see it. So, all right. Because I was like, well, maybe did you get a fourth one? And was that a community owned one? Or did you have three? You had, or did you have a team of three Ninja Turtles? Um, We had it at some point. I don't, I don't remember who got it or anything like that. But anyway, we, we, we had these, Ninja, we wanted Ninja Turtles. And so there were a couple of, um, of presents out under the tree. Um, we would kind of, you know, move them around and everything like that. Try to guess, you know, what's in them, shake them, you know, that sort of shit you do when you're kid. And uh, one of them started to rip, like the wrapping paper started to rip. Uh-huh. And I looked at it, I was like, I think this is fucking Ninja Turtles, man. <laughs> and so what I did was I very carefully lifted up the tape and kind of uh, like opened up one side of it and saw that it was like a Ninja Turtles carrying case. And it was like, this is, this is heavy. There's stuff in here. <laughs> and so then I took it into my room and fucking like slid it out of the, uh, of the wrapping paper with just one side opened and opened it up. I was like, oh shit. It's like, so then the other ones that are this shape are the exact same thing. So we all got fucking Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And so then I kind of, you know, tuck it back in, fold it up, stick it back out there. Uh, I tell my brothers, dude, we got, we got Ninja Turtles for, for, for Christmas. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, here's the plan. <laughs> I guess this time we kind of came together. It's like, let's take all of our, nin- the Ninja Turtles, like and open them up, <clears throat> keep them hidden. And then before Christmas, we'll kind of wrap it back up and put it back under the tree. And so we'll just fucking play with them before, you know, before before Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) And so we do that and we, we, you know, we kind of like, oh, you know, we'll kind of play and everything like that. We'll, we'll set up some, uh, some, you know we'll set up our beds like in sort of a, like a certain way or something like that. So if our mom and dad like come home or something like that, it's like, we can just like hide them real quick 
or something so they won't see that that uh that we have them and everything like that and um you know then my mom tells us you know one one time they're looking under the tree it's like aren't some presents missing it's like yeah because there were some bigger ones that were there so then they confronted us and they found out that we had uh <laughs> opened your Christmas yes presents. that we had and so then yeah we got in uh in trouble for that and then they also started uh not putting everything out and they would also then start uh fake wrapping uh stuff so they would put stuff into <laughs> different <laughs> boxes like shoe boxes or something like that so it'd make it harder if you were to open up the uh the wrapping to see what was in it and everything did you grow up with santa claus yeah like, did you believe in santa claus growing yeah up? yeah for a while at that point no no you no. didn't though no, no no no, not at that point okay no yeah i think it had to do something with like by our the year we got bikes or something like that because i think i like i saw my dad putting the bikes together or something like that and then of course i had to t- tell my brothers i think it was either that or my, or Brian was with me too, and we kind of both saw it. I think I don't know, um, but I think my kids, I think my, my kid might be home. So, oh, ooh, <laughs> sorry, no more talking about that. But yeah, so let's move on. Uh, this like this is a song from the quote unquote Christmas single uh, at times called the fan club single. Uh, this is an acoustic version of the song, which. Um, they did a couple times. I can't. Oh man, I should have fucking looked this up because I think I'm not sure if this is the Royal Hall version or not. The one you sent to me was um, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Okay, so it was the Santa Barbara show. Awesome. Uh, they also did it. They um, so then, like I said, they also did it at uh, the Royal Hall acoustic show. This um, song was written by Didi Ramone. And also Daniel Ray, I believe. Roy? Daniel Ray, who was the producer on the Brain Drain album, which this uh, is the opening track to. The Ramones' final album of the 80s. Of course, D.D. Ramone, you may know as uh, D.D. King of uh, Standing in the Spotlight rap album fame. (laughs) He was Whoa. the one that put out a rap album. Didn't know that. <laughs> uh, let's see. The song, the I Believe in Miracles, started out for Pearl Jam as a tag to the song Daughter up until 2003. Uh, the first time they played it as a tag was September 13th, 1995. And then first time they played the official song, Whole as a whole thing uh june 6th 2003 in vegas i was at that show i think i did a live on four legs about it i can't remember if i did it'll be in the show notes Hmm. uh this song also also in 2003 which maybe this is why they started playing it around then uh ed is singing with the band zeke on the Ramones tribute album, We're a Happy Family, uh, produced by Johnny Ramone and Rob Zombie. Which also has a uh, has some liner notes by uh, Stephen King. As yeah. Well. Um, Do you have that scene here? Have you just seen it? Or no, I it? have um, 
somewhere I probably have the cassette. Mm. In 2003, you were still getting cassettes? Yeah. Um, because, no, 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 not in 2003, but the Brain Drain oh, okay. album I have on cassette. Because I think I, I bought it at a Recycled Records. Mm, okay. So they also sold cassettes, which were recycled. <laughs> they still do have cassettes there at Recycled Records, or they just got them again. Because the uh, the the cassette renaissance is upon us for some. Are reason. we living in the time of the re- renaissance? A a cassette renaissance. <laughs> Are yoga pants the tights of <laughs> maybe of this yeah. renaissance? We'll see if leg warmers come back too. Or uh, oh sweet. Uh, what else? I don't know. There's a, there's some uh, there's some show with um, Rose Byrne. It's like an eighties exercise show i think on on apple not not a sponsor but (laughs) lines are open though you're open to having a sponsor (laughs) Uh, maybe possibly oh it depends coy if the price is right and who it is every every, everybody's got a price less coy as 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 jackie cation said uh of of dork horse fame i was just on there and uh well not by the time this comes out, but as her as her dad told her, never say no without a number. Oh, that's good advice. Yeah. So if there's something you really don't want to do, then jack up the price. That'll make it worth it for you to do it. So that they'll they'll go. Oh no, we don't want to pay you that. It's like good because I didn't want to do it. Okay. Advice for the ages. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, so. Chances are, you listening might have figured out that, well, A, I'm talking to my friend John because he's my friend and I like talking to him. Even though he's not a Pearl Jam fan, I'm talking to him about this song because then he would have to have some connection with the Ramones, right? Yes, I do have a connection with the Ramones. And this specific song. This particular song I have... A very, very close connection with. And what is that connection, John? Well, when I was 18, I got a tattoo with uh, the lyrics from the song, I Believe in Miracles, Mm -hmm. on my arm. Yes. You didn't tattoo a name on your arm, though. No. (laughs) That'd be dumb. (laughs) I tattooed the lyrics to a song that I had probably heard five or six times on that cassette that I bought from Recycled Records. Mm-hmm. Maybe five or six times on the way to the tattoo parlor. Oh. It was a... Were you trying to pump yourself up or trying to make sure that you knew what the lyrics were when you told the person so I, that they wouldn't be messed up? I, I think I was <laughs> trying to pump myself up and I was like, hey, I'm going to call an audible on <laughs> the most unchangeable thing I could do. <laughs> So this wasn't your original plan? You you, you knew you were going to get a tattoo this I knew day, it. right? Did you have it planned out? It's like, okay, I'm going to get a tattoo. I, so Yeah, I wanted to get a tattoo, and I was pretty set on getting a tattoo of two sharks swimming in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
I'd wanted that for a while, and I was like, I'm going to do this. And uh, I drew out the, the tattoo myself mm-hmm. and uh, had the money. I'd saved some money. And then uh, driving down to the tattoo parlor, I decided while I was listening to the song, I'm like, hey, that would be a great lyric to wrap around the shark swimming in a circle. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I told the guy that's what I wanted. The uh, tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those lyrics are? Lyric, the lines? I have been blessed with the power to survive. Why those lyrics? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think like, why did I choose those lyrics? I think it was, that was part of the refrain or something in the song. No, it's, it's, the, it's in the verse. The verse. Like the first verse. Okay. But uh, yeah, I I really like the song. I was listening to it just now or recently, and mm-hmm. I I still like the song. Like the Ramones song mm-hmm. is enjoyable for me to listen to. When I was listening to it, I was kind of like, like I always thought of it as like a really melodramatic song, and. I think, knowing what I know about the Ramones, I think it's actually kind of a serious song and a pretty heartfelt song about someone who, this is my opinion, Mm -hmm. is like recovering from addiction. The melodramatic part was that I was 18. So (laughs) I I brought the melodrama to the song. Well, no, they say I've been blessed by the power to survive a couple times. I guess uh, like a pre-chorus looks like. Hmm. Um. So the the version on the single, which is the version I get. Well, I don't know about the version or the song itself or. Whatever else. But the reason I'm talking about it is because it's on the fan club single. So we'll talk about that version, which is kind of slowed down and acoustic. That's. It's kind of. An easy trick to do, I think, when when certain bands do that, they'll get like a punk song or they'll get just like a. uh, another song and they'll just kind of like slow it down and i know they do it a lot for like uh movie trailers and stuff but it's usually more like a maybe a horror movie thing when i was listening to the pearl jam versions you sent i like really to me it made me i had it made me ask questions like Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm kind of curious like why do you think they chose this song? Because as a Ramon song, it's like when people think well of the known. Ramones, right? Yeah. They think of like these short songs that like a lot of times are kind of funny or, mm-hmm. you know, like 
this is a I would say more like a normal traditional song. It's like over three minutes long. Mm-hmm. It is produced like pretty heavily. Like I I would want to know like why did Pearl Jam select this song to mm-hmm. to cover? Have you ever heard? No, I don't know. Like um I'll probably put in a little thing of the uh, of the tag because I I can't remember like what the what part he would sing in the in the uh, when he was going off in daughter or whatever, but um because it's kind of in the in their consciousness. It's let's see, the album came out in '89, um, so that's kind of right before Pearl Jam got started. So Eddie is the Ramones fan. He became friends with various uh, Ramones. Because I think the... um, Because I think that time too in 2003 was when Johnny might have had cancer or something. Hmm. I think. Um, I felt kind of validated knowing that Pearl Jam covered the song because I always thought of it as like oh i like selected a song that's like not really typical of the ramones and mm-hmm. i would guess that ramones fans maybe would not be so much into it's not like a punk song yeah for yeah. sure i guess that's what i'm trying to say it's not like what you think of as punk but um i don't know pro jam to me is like this smart band that smart people are into and i'm like oh if they chose the song to cover then there must be something to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they just do things that they like. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Because if, if the if the, uh, from the Santa Barbara Bowl show that was a um, a uh, sort of uh, what should I call it a not necessarily fundraiser, but sort of like a show for uh for johnny ramone because he had uh he had uh cancer at the time uh the lewis warshaw prostate center and at cedar sinai okay well i mean to me it makes sense to it would make sense on the level of it's kind of like a I think it's an uplifting song, a, mm-hmm. a triumphant song. Like this person's talking about past struggles and how they're still optimistic. So I think it would work for, you know, a fundraiser kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if somebody has cancer, you're kind of hoping they pull through. So, right. When you, the track that you sent, it had Christmas on it. So I was thinking, oh, maybe they just did it because. It you know, Christmas miracle. No. Like there was a, but it sounds like they'd been doing it for longer than that track. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause then at that, at that point they'd been doing it eh, they do it for a couple of months, uh, on the tour. And then they still bust it out every once in a while, but they really hit it hard. in the 2003, um, like I said, like, I don't know if it's because, of the we're happy family sort of connection, sort of like Ed did it, and it's kind of like 
did it with Zeke and was like, hey, you know, maybe we should just start playing it a lot more and stuff like that. And kind of that's the time when it sort of coalesced or if it was because Johnny was going through what he was going through. And I think that um, there's also a performance that they did in Mexico, one of the Mexico shows they did where Eddie calls up Johnny on his cell phone old school flip phone and uh you know tells the audience that uh hey you know i'm gonna count to four he said he has this all written out in spanish and he's trying to read it it's like like, you know say hello johnny or something like that and he calls him up on the phone and does that i think like right before they uh right before they play this song did you know that the ramones were an influence on pearl jam before you heard this cover uh yeah yeah because in in certain other songs um ed would throw in lyrics about um you know other from other ramon songs and stuff and then he even um joey does a song with pearl jam on one of their other christmas fan club singles earlier they play a sonic reducer and joey's uh singing with them and uh it's one of it's it's uh i always think it's just kind of amusing because you joey joey just go like all right (laughs) in his in his voice he's got he's got a new york accent even saying all right (laughs) you can hear before they start playing and that's kind of cool so yeah he kind of he kind of started knowing all of them and everything like that and joey and johnny and uh marky i think do you hear like ramon's influences and pearl jam music in in general or can you think of any i think in like the in like sort of like the punk songs that that eddie writes um they all because they all the only other kind of Eh, Mike, the lead guitar player, he kind of has some punk influence in him. Um, and then the bass player, uh, Jeff, he's got some kind of punk influence in him. I don't know if it's more, if it's, it's probably, eh, yeah, it's probably the music just because of, you know, he's playing punk, you know, in the early days and everything like that. But also like in sort of like the ethos and like the, you know, we got to say damn the man and kind of DIY kind of do stuff ourselves and okay that sort of stuff so maybe definitely in the Pearl Jam philosophy or whatever of the yeah. band you you can see connections there mm-hmm. yeah I mean for me it's not like I never those are not two bands like I personally connect but again I'm a very casual fan so (laughs) yeah it was kind of interesting to know that they cared enough to cover the song yeah i think um oh shit no i won't even start talking about it because i don't know off the top of my head (laughs) they've done a couple they've done a couple other ramon songs oh yeah because they did also um yeah because then on another uh christmas single they did um uh oh what the fuck's the name of it i just want something to do or um 
I just want to oh. have something to do. That's okay. what it is. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a total. It's also like a slowed down version, and it's kind of like weird sounding and stuff. Um, as far as like the stuff that they've released, I think those are the only two uh, Ramon songs, and they've they've done a couple covers live, just kind of one shots and stuff like that. Maybe I don't know. I don't cover really the live stuff because that's just way too much. <laughs> Unless I don't know, but <laughs> sorry, you see my eyes roll back in my head and <laughs> just <laughs> go into a fugue state, start talking like Nell. But uh, <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of like a sort of different sound well i guess kind of like the later album because like the you know the first couple of ones are the ones that everybody the ones that people care about from the ramones right it's just kind of yeah i i mean my i should also say i'm casual ramones fan but you know like most of the music that they're known for it's music that came out in the 70s and yeah so the the brain drain album is quite a bit different than that. Um, when I was doing, cause I, I didn't even know who actually wrote the song. So I did look up some things, but um, they said they're not a big fan of their brain drain album, but mm-hmm. um, they pointed to this one song. I think Joey Ramone points it to it as like, that was a bright spot for him hmm. in the album. So, Yeah, I think probably two, three, four, five, six. Probably like the first six albums. Or five or four. Something like that. Four or five albums. Are the ones I think people talk about mm-hmm. the most. Except I don't think anybody talks about Leave Home, but <laughs> <laughs> as a sophomore slump, but you know. Um yeah, because I think like in the 80s, you know, because it's like I want to be sedated is kind of like when their when their renaissance, I guess, came in the 80s because, you know, it was a video on MTV and everything like that kind of was um, representative of that sort of 80s sound they had where it was not necessarily punk, but just kind of energetic music rock i guess yeah yeah they were um like i in the late 90s i i actually would hear some of the things they released on the radio mm-hmm. not a lot and they were part of Lollapalooza in 96 i saw them play oh wow yeah they were in they're awesome cool live. i saw them like in the middle of the day in uh san jose state stadium mm-hmm. but people are really into it and it was they were fun cool it's a fun band to see was <laughs> what a downer <laughs> yeah ah damn it <laughs> let's see i don't know is there anything else 
early about this so you got your you got your notes i went through all my notes i, I blazed no, through that in the beginning <laughs> jeez um can you read your writing or is that <laughs> or you don't it, know what you're I... trying to <laughs> with, with the point you were trying to to uh yeah like i i mean all the things i notice about the song or we've already talked about so I don't really have that much more to okay. That's fine <laughs> to talk about the the song itself. No, that's all right. That's totally that's totally uh, that's totally fine. It's just uh, it's the way some of these episodes go. Sometimes there's a, a lot to dissect, and I think a lot of times with covers, it's sort of like it's somebody else's song, so you don't really know like what it might mean or anything like that. And plus this is a pretty simple cut and dry, I guess, sort of song. It's kind of like, Hey, you know, kind of stuff happens and kind of, Hey, sometimes you pull through and. Oh, all right. You can, you could cut this out because I don't (laughs) want Pearl Jam fans to burn down your, (laughs) because I, I think Pearl Jam is awesome. And I think Eddie Vedder is an awesome singer, but I have to say, like, I definitely liked the Ramones version Mm -hmm. of it. Like, I think the song has a lot to do with the energy of Mm -hmm. it. And when they slow it down, I was, you know, they performed it well. But uh, I was like, oh, this is, like, definitely not, I'm not feeling the same things that I felt in the other song. Mm -hmm. And it also probably has to do with the fact that you know, I'm assuming Joey Ramone is singing it, but he knows the person that wrote it and mm-hmm. probably feels, you know, like knows that person's struggle. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, that is part of the why I was like, I wonder why they chose this one. Like, but I think. <laughs> there was a part of me that kind of wondered if the audience that they're performing it for knew, like knew the song or was mm-hmm. familiar with it. Because if you slow it down, like it, yeah, yeah, it seems like it's something like people might like sing to, or, you mm-hmm. know, like, I don't know what I would like to know how, how they thought the song went. Yeah. Like, like I said, like I, it is kind of like, a gimmick of slowing down like a, a, a punk song or something like that. I mean, Pearl Jam has even done it to, to one of their own songs. They have a mm-hmm. song that's like a minute long and then they've slowed the, you know, kind of slowed it down and made an acoustic version of it that they'll play every once in a while. Just to, I don't know, just kind of mess around with it. But, um, it's could be, you know, part of, trying to be an artist and figure out new ways to do things. But then also sort of, I think when you slow thing, when you would slow something down like that, I think it sort of brings more attention to it. You're making people pay attention more as opposed to, you know, just kind of bashing through something and playing it fast. But I I think they're just kind of, I don't know. They're just kind of messing around and seeing what they can do with it. And, everything because it is kind of like you said like one of the almost longer sort of ramon songs because it's you know almost four minutes long or something like that but then you slow it down and it makes it even 
<laughs> longer. It's <bit> <laughs> going, okay, I get the idea. I get the idea at a certain point, maybe. Yeah. Well, on the other hand, I mean, when I was listening to Eddie Vedder sing it, like it, the lyrics come out as like, oh, yeah, I mean, this this is definitely a positive song in mm-hmm. the end. And like it made, again, it makes sense that it would be used at a fundraiser or something like where you want to have like an optimistic outlook on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I guess something. This part I'm going to edit out. me doing that i do that quite a bit (laughs) um so yeah i think we're here at the end we can wrap it up The, the 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 question is how to wrap this up because it's it's in the pearl jam 30 year and i have been asking people what pearl jam means to them but you're not really a, a, a Pearl Jam fan, so I don't know if you would have an probably not an answer that would be uh I don't know um good. <laughs> I don't know about good, but would be satisfying for other people listening who might be Pearl Jam fans. Or I can go back to one of my old uh, old standbys that I would wrap up uh, by asking people um, what's something they think that uh, people should listening to this should do to help uh, share the light and try to make the world a better place or just try to bring some light, levity, happiness to just somebody, whether it be smiling and saying hi, but you wear wearing masks or something. Holding the door open for somebody. I don't know. But I... I, I'll I'll give it a crack. (laughs) I'm going to give these questions a shot. Which one? How are we ending this? So then I can make sure I can add, I can pose the question properly because, like I said, this is very strictly formatted. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I would like to answer what Pearl Jam means to me. Okay. So All then, right. John, I pose the question to you, much like Eddie Vedder is asked at the end of Single Video Theory. Uh, I'm going to ask you, John, what does Pearl Jam mean to you? So for me, a mitted, not Pearl Jam super fan, maybe a casual fan, I, when I think of Pearl Jam, I think a lot of nostalgia mm-hmm. and memories. And, you know, as much as Pearl Jam for a long time I was kind of indifferent to, a lot of my friends that I love and respect, it, Pearl Jam meant a lot to them. So I'm always going to have like uh, positive feelings. And I also think for me, Pearl Jam, when I started to get more into the music, it was kind of like I had to mature a little bit as a person. So uh, for me, it's like a kind of a good sign that Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying Pearl Jam now, now more than I did when I was 14. We're all about 
hair metal and corrosion of conformity. Um, corrosion of <laughs> conformity till I die. I'm, but Guns a lot of the roses. other of it. <laughs> Maybe not so much. So I know there's those Guns N' Roses uh, songs coming out every uh, once in a while. Yeah, That's... I know. They're, um, you're the one that gave me that. I don't, hopefully you don't go to prison, but uh, <laughs> you were the one that forwarded me, like, I think the original leaks to, not the original original, but the leaked songs that were out in the world. You were the one Did that I? passed them. Yeah. What? Yeah. When was this? Um, I think it might have been when we lived together in our oh, apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was doing a lot of... Uh... A lot of uh, bit torrenting uh, back then. <laughs> that I might have found. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe edit that part out. But uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 what the hell's the 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 name for it? Uh, not terms of service. Fucking uh, length of goddamn. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> when you can't prosecute anybody because enough time has passed. Oh. Uh, um, statute of limitations. There we go. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Well, so, yeah, I think this is it. Thanks, John. Hey, thanks, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, good hanging out, talking, and uh, bullshitting, and then, and then getting this episode done. So, Yeah, you know, really, really long talk, short episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay that's 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 pretty much the way that it goes with uh when, when i'm talking to people i know it's like kevin episodes harry episodes is big old chunks oh that's that funny are, uh, that are cut out that yeah, makes sense. don't make it in so cool that's okay saving it saving it for the box set people <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks again john thanks brandon take care <laughs>